0: here's
1: the new beginnings here's the new beginnings the pull up so independent We pull up so independent hey everybody,
0: welcome to The Sloan Blueprint. I am your co-host, Nicole Sloan. And
1: I'm Eric Sloan.
0: And we are elated that you've joined us again today for another episode of uh, Wisdom and Knowledge. We got a phenomenal guest with us today. We promised that we'd have. And we are just glad that you decided to join us. And thank you, Yolanda, for joining us. But I, I'm sorry, I'm overstepping my boundaries. Let me let Eric introduce let Mrs. Me, let Yolanda. Me do what I do. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: So this young lady that we have for you today she has over 13 years of government contracting experience in the federal government she is the small business director for program executive office peo business enterprise systems located at gunner air force base we introduce to you no other than
0: miss Yolanda Look, we always do our hand clap. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you for joining us, Yolanda. Um, we maybe you want to just tell everybody a little bit about what you do first. It um, can be brief, or it can be as long as you want it to be.
2: Well, first, <laughs> thank you guys for having me. I, I really am excited about it, and uh, so appreciative of the invitation and the opportunity just to share a little bit about what I do. Um, So as Eric said, I'm the director of small business programs at BES. And uh, basically what that means is I'm the individual who um, advocates and assists for small business opportunities. Um, I advocate for inclusion or consideration of small businesses as we develop different acquisition strategies, um, ensuring that um, where appropriate, small businesses are given an opportunity to participate in uh, the overall government world of contracting. Mm -hmm. Um, As well, I assist small businesses in different ways, depending on where they are. Um, I can help assist with identifying different opportunities within BES. Um, I can as well help with connecting um, small businesses to um, other potential partners as they inquire about um, how to get started with doing small business, doing business with the government, um, just various ways. It depends on what the business is looking for as to the assistance um, that I can provide. But just know that I'm here to assist and advocate for inclusion of small businesses as we seek to fulfill our government requirements.
1: Right. So, let, let, let me break that up for y'all. She the plug, y'all.
0: <laughs> this who you need to be contacting right. when you're trying
1: to do business with the federal government especially with P-E-O-B-E-S, Gunner Air Force Base. She, she, she's trying to
0: be mm-hmm. proper and, <laughs> and,
1: and I'm, I'm with her on that. I, I got it. Mm-hmm. But understand she is the plug.
0: And you know we gotta digress just a little bit because the first ep- the or the episode prior to to this one uh we were discussing the basics the basics of doing government or government mm-hmm. contracting doing business with the government, and so would you tell everybody what because a lot of times people don't know what the acronyms mean p e o what does that stand for
2: so that is program executive office okay um and of course Gunter, as um Eric said earlier, is business and enterprise systems right. here at Gunter so um that currently is Mr. Aldrich, mm-hmm. Richard Aldrich, is the P.O. for uh, B.S. here at Gunter.
1: Okay. So one of the things I have for companies, I, I know they come to myself and then they ask Nicole, oh, how, how do you get into government contracts? How do you do this? How do you do that? But it, it's certain steps that I think that they need to take before uh, they start, I guess, aggressively going after government contracts or... Whenever they're going to an agency such as uh, POBS, and you being the director of small business, before they meet you, I guess, how should they prepare? What what should they bring to the table to you if they're trying to go after an opportunity?
2: So that's a really good question. And uh, to your point, I get asked that all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I was a contracting officer, and I'd hear that all the time. Um, What companies really want to do before they get to me as a small business director Mm -hmm. is to make contact with what's called the PTAC. Uh, The PTAC stands for the Procurement Technical Assistance Center. Mm -hmm. And in that office, uh, there are individuals there who will look from a business perspective Mm -hmm. at what the company does and uh, where it is their particular product or service that they are working towards how that really fits, and basically assess if that company is ready, if you will, to do business with the government. So are your different business uh, rules and and different business things in order, and you are ready to begin doing business with the government. Mm -hmm. A lot of that can be, um, as well, include looking at NAICS codes. So NAICS codes are really how you classify the industry Mm -hmm. that a service or a product falls under. So one of the first things you're, you'll do is identify how what it is you uh, market or you sell fits under one of those NAICS codes. What industry is what you do a part of? Mm-hmm. Um, your PTAC helps you with that. Mm. Once you understand where and what your product or service fits, then from there it becomes, okay, where in the government, who are, who's my customer? Where is my market? Who uses or has a need for what I provide? Mm -hmm. A PCAC, uh, the PTAC representatives can help you Mm -hmm. as well identify those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, PTACs help you get registered because before you can do business with the government, you have to be registered in places such as SAMS. Mm -hmm. Uh, SAMS is the system for award management. And so every business has to be registered in there and have different um, registrations that include the, Um, cage code Mm -hmm. that identifies your business and a lot of uh, specifics about it, as well as what's now called the UEI, the Unique Entity Mm -hmm. Identification Code. Mm -hmm. It used to be the Don's Code, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. that is no longer. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are things that your PTAC helps you with. Understanding and learning um, how to run a business, how to do a lot of things more so on the business side rather than technical um, aspect is what you can Um, get from your PTAC Mm -hmm. once you've kind of tightened all of that up and your PTAC has said yep you're ready to go in terms of you are ready from a business perspective Mm -hmm. to pursue opportunities with the government then those folks come to me Mm -hmm. and so from there when they come to me it's more about where in the government do I fit meaning where is my customer is my customer here at Gunter, Mm -hmm. is my customer at Wright-Patterson in Ohio, um, various other places. So one of the things you wanna do is do your own research Mm -hmm. to a certain degree. And that is understanding where that customer is and how what you provide can fit and help deliver upon the requirement or the need um, that that particular customer has. So those are just a a couple. i sorry,
1: so as you, they go to the PTAC, they get the information, they work through their process, they have their, I guess they uh, get registered in Sam's. And for y'all that haven't seen episode eight, go back and look at episode eight. And then we also give some nuggets as it relates to going through Sam and going through that process. But as it relates to they finished the PTAC, now all of a sudden they feel like they're ready. Now, okay, I want to go to the small business director. Some questions that they also ask is, well, how does the small business director assist me in this process as far as uh, how does the small business director advocate for me as a small business? Okay.
2: So uh, one of the ways that I assist in terms of advocating for small businesses is as a government, um, different program offices um, or acquisition teams. Uh, that consists of program managers, contracting officers, and various other uh, decision makers and uh, stakeholders, if you will, people who have an interest. Those acquisition teams, you develop a strategy. This is what I need, and then what avenues do I explore to fulfill that need? Mm-hmm. And so in doing so, one of the things that um, you look at is who are some of the um, suppliers, of the product or service that I need? What are some of the contracting vehicles that we use? Because of course the government doesn't, generally speaking, use debit cards. They are GPC cards, that's a different story, different Mm -hmm. topic, (laughs) but for this conversation, you know, we don't have a debit card, so we don't go and swipe a card. We enter contracts, um, some of them long-term, some of them maybe 12 months, it just varies but we enter contracts, so what are some vehicles, some contract vehicles that I can use to um, assess and award a contract to individual companies off? So to that end, I help to help develop strategies uh, that will include contract vehicles that uh, small businesses are included on. Um, I also help to see if there are opportunities when it's a, a small business may not be the company that's best to prime, for whatever reason, a requirement, but there can be subcontracting opportunities. So there are different ways that um, I advocate at the strategy level uh, for acquisitions to ensure that um, small businesses get an opportunity and are included in uh, fulfilling our government requirements. Mm -hmm. And I do want to go back, I'm
0: sorry Yolanda. the, the PTAC, I want to go back there because, again, we're talking to people that may not really even understand. Mm-hmm. So how do they connect with PTAC, I guess, center in their particular okay. area? That's, because okay. it, it could be, you know, some people watching maybe from Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, wherever. Yes. So would you tell them how to do that?
2: Absolutely. i um, glad you brought that back. Um, so the PTAC, you can um, look on the SBA, so Small Business Administration, website Mm sba.gov and on that website there is a link where you can select and it will allow you to enter the state that you're in Mm -hmm. and within that state you will be able to pull up a list Mm -hmm. of available PTACs. Um, Here locally, our PTAC is at ASU, Mm -hmm. so Alabama State University is where our PTAC is. Ms. Andrea Mosley Mm -hmm. is the director of that PTAC Um, and then there's also a PTAC at Troy about 45 minutes away, but still, you know, the closest one outside of ASU. So you know I have
1: to give a plug there. Go,
2: Troy. (laughs) But to your point, uh, Nicole, Mm -hmm. that's a very good observation. People need to know how to plug in Mm -hmm. to those resources wherever they are. Mm -hmm. And by going to that sba.gov website, they should be able to plug in there. And as well, if you Google PTAC, Mm Um, you should be able to um, have a location that will come up right. for your PTAC locator. And when you say well. that
0: as well, it makes me think about, um, you, of course, that's one of the, the best resources that most can use. Are there any other resources that you would recommend for people that are, or companies that are trying to learn more about the government contracting side? Any other resources?
2: So, again, there, there are so many resources um, looking at. SBA.gov, mm-hmm. normally there, there are links to local um, organizations, mm-hmm. the um, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, so AFLCMC, which is a command level. Okay. Uh, the LCMC website also has a link to uh, here locally at Gunter. We have a website, so our small business page here at Gunter, small, Gunter Small Business, mm-hmm. has a link to our site, as well as other places that will um, help connect you. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, there on each of those websites, there's a locator mm-hmm. that can help you to locate a PTAC, that can as well help you to locate small business professionals for the areas where you that's are, great. and then to help you identify resources in terms of potential opportunities. Oh, yeah. uh, we have some very specific uh, places here at Gunter, our smart guide, our reference guide, and we'll probably talk about those a little bit later, Mm -hmm. but those um, resources can be accessed through our small business page and our BES vendor communications page Mm -hmm. that will allow companies to see what some of our local opportunities here are at Gunter. Mm -hmm. And and let me
1: bring out one thing because when you're dealing with the federal government, you have um, what I call acronym suit so when she said aflcmc that stands for air force Lifecycle management center and if you're doing business with the government i think it's it's more beneficial for you to understand their lingo on the navy side they have a particular way that they communicate on the army side they have a particular way that they communicate and then on the air force side they have a particular way that they communicate so i just wanted to put yeah. that out there I, for yes. out
0: for our viewers though a lot of times they don't know and this one, he'll, you know, say all these acronyms, and I'm saying people don't know what Dunn's number, all this. Stuff. They have no clue. Yeah. So, you we, you know, this is, we're enlightening, and um, for the most part, most people are starting
2: from scratch. Yes, and then we, we have Started to remember that. Mm-hmm. And so thank you guys for bringing me back to that place. Oh, no, you're fine, um, but I have to reel to him back in sometime.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> all right, so I guess one other thing uh, we're talking about, opportunities as it relates to uh, dealing with different agencies and the mm-hmm. federal government. So where, from your standpoint, I know you were alluding as far as some of the ones on your site, are there any other websites that they, that you recommend that they look at for opportunities just so that they can uh, be better prepared or understand the forecasting of opportunities mm-hmm. to prepare themselves?
2: So if they're looking for opportunities within the federal government overall, then uh, looking at beta.sam, is a place where uh, they should be able to, as well, find opportunities that are open. Sam, the SAM system for award management, and the Beta dot SAM um, page as well are places where they can uh, find just overall opportunities for uh, the government. Mm-hmm. And uh, depending on their industry sector, okay. uh, they should be able to get that.
0: Mm. That's good.
1: All right. So when we're talking about getting opportunities is, I guess, what is the quickest or fastest way to get an award or to be considered for a government
2: contract? <laughs> That's a popular question. Yeah. Probably the and most I understand, popular yep, question. Yes, and I understand uh, definitely where that question comes from. Um, one of the things I would say, or, or that I do tell folks when I get that question, is there are different ways to, um, to enter the world of government contracting. Um, Everybody generally comes with the idea that this is what I market, this is what I sell, Mm -hmm. what I provide, and that I want to be that prime contractor, which means I am in a direct contract uh, with the government to provide this. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Um, What you have to be open to is there are different opportunities that might present themselves, as we talked about subcontracting. So by subcontracting, what I mean is there may be another company that has the contract with the government but that company can as well have different partners other companies Mm -hmm. that um, assist them in delivering on that contract so if as a service that company has their own employees and they'll be required to do a certain percentage of that work but then they may need assistance or uh, need additional uh, personnel Mm -hmm from other companies and so being a subcontractor means you are providing in some way um, either personnel or some type of support to a prime contractor to the government. Uh, Frankly that is one of the faster ways that I have seen companies um, become a part of government contracting because what that allows you to do is it allows you to become um, the government to get exposure to Um, on some level who you are potentially. Um, Again, their contract is not with you as a subcontractor. It is with the prime, but by you providing resources, uh, by you understanding at a more detailed level, getting in um, what those requirements are, you build experience, you build things that you can put, if you will, on your company resume or your capability statement. Mm -hmm. Um, And that capability, I mean, this is what we do, Mm -hmm. this is how we do it, these are places we've done it. Mm -hmm. Subcontracting allows you to fill in that information. Mm -hmm. And so when you're able to do that, as you continue in those kind of roles sometimes, they will open up that bigger opportunity for you to be the prime or the loan company that's on contract with the government, if you will. So one of the um, faster ways we've seen is looking at different partnering opportunities, Mm -hmm. subcontracting, some of it is just teaming. It just depends on the requirement and frankly where the companies are in their development.
1: And And I I know most people like, um, they know I like big round numbers. So just to put it in context, if the government awards a contract to a company for $100 million, Well, because they are awarding such a large number, then they have to have small business goals. So as she's talking about subcontracting, if the small business goal for that particular contract is 30 percent, well, if you're a company, they're probably going to break that up into different sections as far as different companies, but they may only choose one company and it could be your company to get 30 percent. So that's 30 percent of that 100 million. I'll let you do the calculations on that (laughs) to see how that impacts not only your business, your family, but also your community.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's about building relationships so that you can be able to go after these opportunities and and be able to develop, you know, subcontracting relationships as well.
2: Mm -hmm. It's getting that exposure Mm -hmm. and developing, like you said, those Mm -hmm. relationships. Um, and making those connections mm-hmm. so that when an opportunity does come, mm-hmm. you're able to be uh, more prepared right. yeah. and better um, able to take advantage mm-hmm. of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: So one of the things as we transition, I guess, or just probably stay right around in that same area, but... We were just talking about subcontracting from a standpoint of some of the percentages, Mm -hmm. but as it relates to small business or they have the Small Business Act that requires a certain percentage of uh, contracting dollars going to small businesses. So uh, I guess from a business standpoint, what can a small business do to help you achieve that goal? Because we know that you have certain percentages that Mm -hmm. you need to adhere to? So how can they help you? So
2: one of the things that companies can do or ways that companies can help us in achieving those small business goals is doing research, being prepared to respond. Responding to the request for proposals, responding for requests for um, information, responding for the request for quotes if you have a product that you're marketing. Another thing is um, being able to offer innovative and agile solutions to help us to meet those requirements. In today's market of technology it changes so fast we certainly um, as a government need to um, ensure that the solutions we're bringing today are agile and we are able to to update and make changes to those things down the road a year from now, two years from now without having to scrap everything Mm -hmm. and start over. Um, As well, making sure that um, your pricing when you are competing and um, even if they're sole source awards, which means you're just negotiating with one vendor, one company, for those having um, affordable pricing for your solution. And then as you are awarded contracts, and this is the most important, as you're awarded contracts, having good quality performance, Mm -hmm. being able to deliver on what you have agreed and contracting to do for the government is so very important to us meeting those goals. Mm -hmm. Because what we know is when companies can deliver, when our small businesses are given an opportunity and they step up and they deliver quality, innovative and affordable solutions, then what that does is it brings about more awards to our small businesses Mm -hmm. and that continues. And so as that happens, we'll meet those goals Mm -hmm. every time. So the goals are not really the primary focus of what can you guys do in terms of helping us get there. The main thing is when you get those awards, be prepared, be ready to meet uh, awards with quality, deliver that outstanding performance that we've seen small businesses do. And we know those numbers will continue to grow from there.
1: That's awesome. And understanding once you deliver, then that helps them, but that not only helps
2: it helps you um, get another the government,
1: one. but it helps you to get it more can. and more and more opportunities. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned earlier, as far as help, it helps build those capabilities mm-hmm. for um, your organization that now you can go out and market to
0: others as well.
2: And they're technically graded. Companies are graded,
0: right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Companies
2: receive mm-hmm. uh, through what's the CPAR system. Um, so the CPAR stands for um, Contractor Performance Um, assessment reports. So CPARs are done on each contract, depending on the value and the length of it. Uh, But if you meet those thresholds, that's the purpose of a CPAR is to grade Mm -hmm. your uh, company's performance. And so those things uh, can impact um, your um, award and your evaluation as you go down the road and compete for different um, other opportunities that come up. Those things can make a difference depending on how that evaluation criteria is set up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just outstanding information, outstanding mm-hmm. knowledge. I hope that uh, everyone that's listening is taking advantage of uh, the, the knowledge that she's given right now, especially as it relates to RFPs, um, request, request for proposal, RFIs, uh, request for information, making sure that you're responding to those. You have a product, request for quotes, RFQs, if you see those, Making sure that you are adhering to what they're asking for and then responding um, efficiently uh, with the information that uh, that you are uh, looking to sell or the services
0: that you are providing mm-hmm. so outstanding mm-hmm. so in a nutshell uh, perform do so in excellence and eric as eric said you're growing you're helping the government, but you're also growing your business to be able to get more and more contracts with the federal government absolutely. absolutely
1: so forth. And as we close um, we ask you to continue to follow us on all social media platforms Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and if you see us on YouTube make sure that you like and subscribe and also tell a friend to tell a friend to get some of the information that you're hearing with us. We're also on uh, Apple Podcasts, we're on Amazon, we're on Spotify. Mm -hmm. So go and listen to us while you're driving down your car if you're taking a long vacation or a quick trip. Hey, Follow us or listen to some of the knowledge that we're getting, especially um, some of the information that Ms. McCain has provided for us on today
0: yes and thank you again Mr. mccain y'all remember boss times two merchandise also on um, we are the don't forget to purchase thank you to all that have purchased and supported us we appreciate you guys once again and we ask that you just continue as eric said to follow subscribe tell everybody tell everybody about us thank you again y'all stay tuned for the next episode